Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> What is going on, everyone? Welcome to My Point Is. It is Sunday, September 10th. I almost said Friday, September 10th, but it is Sunday, September 10th. You got two happy guys right here because one guy had his Texas Longhorns beat Alabama, and then my Florida State Seminoles destroyed Southern Miss, but that was expected. But hello, welcome Sunday morning, week one of the NFL as well, so it's a good day. But Cam, how are you? Hey, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um, you know, you, you don't want to live in the past, right? But I've had to deal with a couple of like real sports hangovers. So I grew up in San Antonio. So of course, like Ray Allen hitting that shot. I mean this when I say this. I'm I'm not being hyperbolic. I did not sleep well for a year. <laughs> um, it was rough, man. And what's crazy. It's the same day that Kanye's, uh, I think Yeezus came out the same day. And I was a huge Kanye fan back then. So like the song uh, Bound 2 is stuck in my head watching Ray Allen hit that shot. It's rough. You know what I'm saying? So it was a great comeback. Um, You know, I graduated uh, University of Texas 2008. So I was very much attached to the 09 team. Like I used to see Colt McCoy on campus and Colt McCoy, or, you know, he, he's a white quarterback. So he has he thinks about what he thinks about of the world. You know, you can't fight that. But Colt McCoy was Division One head nodder on campus. Because when I was at UT, UT was literally 1% black, including the athletes. So even the white athletes would show you love because they would always see you around their teammates. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I love Colt McCoy. I hated seeing Colt McCoy go down in the natty. You know, and... The trajectories change from that point, right? So it was great to see uh, the guys go out there and do what they did uh, yesterday. It was great to see Quinn Ewers, Moonball God, um, throw that ball up and Worthy go get it. Uh, I love seeing Whittington do well. Our defense is really stacked. It, w- it was great, man. And, and again, what really is great for me, I saw this team last week 
in 1000 degree weather. So like I already have that personal attachment to the team. So I feel good. I feel really good for sure. You also, you also have this personal attachment that I saw that you tweeted out. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm not conference guy and this conference is great. I love that. Um, so Dion's son, uh, Shador Sanders had a really great soundbite where he was like, the skill positions are not different at the HBCU level and the uh, FBS level. It's the interior. It's the lineman. The lineman is the difference. Like people forget, like John Cena was a D3 lineman and John mm-hmm. Cena is as strong as an ox. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's speed and talent at that level. And Texas really showed that they have the lineman. Like they have the D line that can stop the run. They have the O line that can stop the pass rush. And that's everything. You know what I'm saying? So it was great to see talent and coaching really come through. Um, Fuck the SEC. I don't give a fuck about no conference online. Fuck them. It don't matter. But. so I know like people that will listen to this later, they don't know what I just showed, but it says, <laughs> can Texas hang with the SEC? Quote, you tell me, Mason Dixon, dickhead, quote, Seahawk. <laughs> I, I want to say this, Rob, while I got you. Um, we are under a very specific umbrella, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have Fightful tattooed on my lower back. but oh, you don't? Okay. Um, <laughs> but Part of the agreement. So Rob is my man. Kate is my girl. Grab City, those are my dogs. Sean is my man. So it's not us against them. But there is this thing in our community where the people who feel like they are have-nots feel the need to take shots. Oh, yeah. They really do. And it's like everybody can eat. I saw a tweet that was like, when do I get to be one of the cool kids? And listen, you get to be who you are any day of the week. Like, it's never an us against y'all thing. That's not what this is. It is, like, do good work. It gets recognized. I do not recall anybody who's done good work who this umbrella has ever tried to bring down about their work. Like, everybody can eat. It's, It's never that deep. You know what I'm saying? But... Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad I got to say that out loud. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of backdoor, backroom conversations um, mm-hmm. about where we exist in the space. And listen, it's not no beef for nobody. Everybody can eat, baby. It's not that. Um, and I'm not going to chill with, there's no SEC hate. You shouldn't claim a conference. It's dumb. Like, yeah. I don't claim the NFC East as some mm-hmm. Aragon. I claim Washington. Like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, but okay, Rob, keep it. So let's let's talk some wrestling. That's why a lot of people are here. So, I uh, want to say thank you guys for joining us. Get your questions in, uh, super chat or humper chat. We greatly appreciate it. It helps support this show. It helps keep Seahawk around. <laughs> <laughs> we had a conversation before this show started. Um, man. Well, first off, did you get to watch Collision last night after the after the game? So. Here's how I was about collision last night. Um, I looked at the rundown for collision. So 
I text Rick. I said, Rick, are you on collision tonight? <laughs> he's like, yes, I'm on collision. I said, okay, don't say, don't say nothing else. Okay, cool. But I did catch it. Um, again, I, I love the spot that he's in. Um, Brian Danielson, man, he is. I saw a report earlier that he might just have like one full year really left, you know, but Brian Danielson is such a linchpin. You know, he is such, he's, he's the glue to so many things. And, you know, Moxley defended the international title. Love that. Jade came back. I know we're going to talk more about that. Um, But yeah, man, it's, it's such a good show. Like I, of course I have to watch it in the periphery when Texas is beating the shit out of Alabama, but yes, I did catch it and I did enjoy the show for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing like last night when, I mean, we, I had three things going on. I had one monitor on Florida state Southern Miss. I had the other game, Alabama, Texas on, and then I had collision going and, you know, it was just like one of those things where I'm just like, okay, uh, whoa, there it is. Okay, big screen. Let's go to Jay Cargill. Yeah, man. <laughs> Jay gets a big screen. I love football, but Jay gets a big screen. Um, man. It was so, let me be careful, but when reports came out about Jade leaving wrestling, mm-hmm. um, I had different information and I made it a point to make sure that information was known because this is something she loves. This is something she appreciates. And so it was great to see her back, man. And listen, there's a lot of talk about, man, I wish Jade would go for the AEW women's world title. It's like, look, AEW and WWE is getting around to it, but AEW does an amazing job of making all the titles feel valuable. Um, when I was growing up, you know, the U.S. heavyweight title and the Intercontinental title were my favorites because those were the workhorse titles. Like mm-hmm. to borrow a line from Michael Cole, that's where you saw the best wrestlers. Like, listen, um, my best wrestlers, or my favorite wrestlers, are the three H's. At least were Hart, Hennig, Hall. And where did they make their bones? The Intercontinental Championship. Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Booker T, Ric Flair, throw any name you want out there. The U.S. heavyweight title in WCW were the best matches on the card week in and week out. And Mm so Jade really wanting to get her lick back from stat, I love that. I love that. Make belts important. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And it was good to see her back um, because – that was the thing there. I knew, I knew she was coming back. I just didn't know when I, I mean, there's all kinds of rumors out there. Like some said that she was taking the summer off to be with her kid, to have summer break with her kid and she'd be back sometime in the fall. So it's cool. Like she doesn't owe anything to anybody. If she wants to take time off. Cool. That's great. I'm, I'm happy she's back. Yeah. I think it's fantastic that she gets to spend time. I'm with happy her she kid. treats this shit like a job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I Jade really appreciates wrestling, mm-hmm. but Jade also knows if wrestling went away tomorrow, she could make money 92 different ways. Yeah. You know what she I'm saying? Could. So, like, I yep. like that she treats it like a job. Mm-hmm. I, I, if wrestling had three months off a year, 
it might affect our money a little bit, Rob, but yeah. I would not complain about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that she got to take time away and come back. Um, I hope that, and, and listen, AEW and WWE have recently been really good about this. Bianca Belair is getting time off right now. Like, mm-hmm. That should happen more. I hope that becomes more the standard for sure. Yeah, it, for sure. And it'll be interesting to see with what, I mean, we'll get into that here in a second with WWE and UFC merger being complete this coming Tuesday, supposedly, or reportedly that's when it's going to be completed. But yeah, you know, Jay Cargo being back is going to add a lot more excitement to, to the, the women's division, which is needed in AEW. Uh, I'm just hoping they get the time that they need. It's something that a lot of people have been going after AW for, and it's something that is it's needed. You know, it, it's definitely needed because there's a lot of fans that have not been happy by it, and yeah. and they do deserve more time because there's a lot of wrestlers that I like that I don't get to see, and I would be upset too. Like, you know what I mean? If if I just didn't see, if I just didn't get to see these people week in, week out, and there's so many different ones, so you get represented by, I'm trying to phrase this the best way possible, but when you, when you see all these wrestlers that you love to watch week in, week out, and you only get one, like, match of it per week, it sucks. Like, it just does. So I understand, and I hope Jay Cargill... Being back, that adds more to to the to the women's division. They get more time because that, that's good. I think like there were three women's segments last night on Collision, um, and I hope like that turns into matches. Like shout out to the Renegade Twins, um, two of the sweetest girls I've ever met in wrestling. They were fantastic young women. Shout out to them like for getting that spot. Um, but you got so much talent, man. Like. Um, there's a real question. There's a real question about how Tony Khan feels about women's wrestling. There really is. And I don't think it's disingenuous to ask why you can't have two women's matches on a show. Um, I, there is a question about this two turn into three, three, three turn into four. Are you asking for too much, but you can just put two on a show. Putting two on a show, I feel like, would shut up so many people. Um, but, you know, that's not the prerogative right now. But, yeah, I, I hope so, too. I hope that the toughest thing about having a women's division that has one match a week is that you have trouble building up credible challengers because nobody else is doing anything, you know? So I just think that would be an effective method of keeping that division strong by showing that the division exists outside of just one match a week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so moving on, we're going to talk about some main event, like 2024 main events to get some thoughts. We're just kind of, kind of spitball here. What we think, um, cause Brian Danielson, he kind of like helped bring this forward a lot more last night with this challenge to Zack Sabre Jr. Mm. Uh, and at Wrestle Dream coming up. That's a dream match we've been clamoring for for a while. A lot of us have been clamoring for. So it made me think, you know, what are some other dream matches that we 
we want to see like in 2024 or what are some matches we think not necessarily dream matches what are matches we see realistically happening in 2024 do we see a uh mercedes monet versus let's say jamie hater or jade cargill yeah. per se like a double or nothing do you see do you see that happening do you see in 2024 let's say double or nothing do you see that do you see that match happening I'd love to see a healthy hater and a healthy Mercedes Monet. I think that Mercedes and Sheeta is really like, that's the first one I want to see. That kind of jumps out to me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when I look at like Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, that Bianca Belair needed seasoning to get there. And I also think that then now Mercedes Monet can put anybody in a good match. Like it's gonna be solid if she's in it, right? Um, again, Sheeta blew me away um watching her in person last December. She really blew me away. Um, I'd love to see her Mercedes. Um, you know, with Jade, it's always a fever dream for me, but I always mispronounce her name. Is it Julia or Julia? I, I, I've been calling her Julia, but yeah. But listen, it Julia, sounds like yeah. I, she's the coolest. Like I really, I try to explain to people. Like there's pretending to be cool and there's cool, and she's the coolest. I really would love to see her and Jade. A difference in size, but like Julia with that real speed. Right, like I would love to see that next year on the women's side. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it's so weird with with women's wrestling. I do not watch a lot of New Japan. I don't watch a lot of Stardom, and so I am limited on who I know over there. And yeah. WWE has people locked up for so long; it's really tough, right? Yeah. But yo, Julia Jade, that's the one. But I love to see Mercedes and Sheeta before anything else. But anything Jamie Hayter does is gold. So yeah, she's gonna work like, however. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's the thing too. Like, I I think you had Sheeta versus, I think a good feud with J- Jade and Sheeta would be fantastic. You know, you know, there's things like that. I think it would be great, and who knows? I I was hoping like the 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 Booker like the fan in me that was booking what I was hoping for was like when they were doing this outcast stuff i was actually hoping this was their way to bring jade cargo to the next level like let her be the one that comes in and just destroys the outcast yeah that's the way i looked at it like that's the way you could get her to be the like world champion that's how that was the wwe part of me like looking into it (laughs) for the survivor series aspect that's how you build it i mean she's already a huge star like i think in aw but there's a way you could just elevate that. And I I like how Jade is I like how you said it. Jade's still going after she wants to get her payback in on Chris Statlander first, which is great. But I'm also excited for her to go after that AEW world title for sure. soon. So it's gonna be good. Uh so the next one we'll go move on over to WWE for this one. A lot of people want to know. I still think it's less than 
But do you see? Well, let me let me get ask you this first. What is your main event for WrestleMania next year? I have it being Roman Reigns and Cody. I just I just have a feeling that's it. I How think old are you? Yeah, I you like that. How I like to be a I'm, a I'm a rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that is absolutely my main event for sure. Yeah. Um. I know a lot of people are like, well, do you see? Do you see? Okay. So here's one. The only way I see CM Punk being part of WrestleMania weekends if it's like a Hall of Fame for AJ Lee. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how. That's how I feel right now. I, I. That's just the way I think it is. Could it be completely different? I suck at predicting, so yes, I could be way off. I just, I could be. I'm just going based on what WWE. I'm going based off how Vince McMahon and Triple H, I think, and that's me thinking how they feel about CM Punk. Now, that could change because money, A, and. There's people in charge. There's one person ahead of Vince now. I mean, you got that. But then there's also people ahead of Triple H now too. So, what do you see CM Punk being in WWE? We talked about this last week a lot, but and do you see him be part of a WWE event in 2024? What I didn't take into consideration is there's a bunch of people with a bunch of money who don't give a fuck about backstage problems. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Like, yeah. they don't care. Um, CM Punk's a hot commodity, man. Like, outside of everything, CM Punk's a hot commodity. People want CM Punk around. CM Punk moves the needle, so to speak. Um, and listen, Rob, you and I are of a certain age. When I was a kid, it didn't make sense that Terrell Owens could take the locker room away from Donovan McNabb when I was a kid. But then I became an adult and realized that when you're an adult at work, lives are different, opinions are different, feelings are different, right? Yeah. This is not a situation where feelings will prevail. <laughs> yeah. Like, CM Punk would be a cog in the machine. He can't, like, motivate people to feel the way. Like, look, AEW is dope. I like AEW. I watch AEW twice a week. Mm -hmm. uh, Friday nights are, Friday nights are occupied. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> Tony Khan has yet to run a tight ship. And maybe getting rid of CM Punk is the start of running a tight ship. Right. But it's not a situation where the employees feel like they have to answer to management at this point. So CM Punk in an environment where he has less say, but more money, <laughs> it's probably going to work out for everybody. It would be a great surprise. Um, and listen, man. I don't think CM Punk isn't a team player. I think everybody's a team player on the right team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody's a team player on the right team. And, and so I really feel like they could bring him back 2024, man. And they like, could. Look, yeah. he's not going to listen. CM Punk being there is not going to convince uh, my man, uh, Tony D'Angelo and stacks to revolt <laughs> against triple H and HBK. 
That's not how it's going to work. No. Right? So shit, why not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Finn Balor, he had a good he had a good comment about it. He's I like, wish I had like, my broom right here. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's how most that's honestly how I think most wrestlers would look at it. I mean, I, I really do. Because Kevin Owens has made a similar comment before, like, pay me, you know. And I, I, I know the Young Bucks are his friends. I get that. But also, he, the man has a family, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's one of those things where. Do you know how expensive it is to eat healthy? <laughs> I've been Listen, trying. Yeah. Finn Balor needs to buy heads of lettuce every week and just chew on those to keep those 92 abs. He will wrestle anyone. <laughs> Give him the bread, baby. Give him the money. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like he if Finn Balor would do it, there's a lot of wrestlers that would do it. They would sign up. Seth Rollins, like he might not like him, but for month like he would do it because he knows how big of a A, he's a company guy. We know that. And B, he knows he's gonna get he knows it's going to put that name on the mat on the marquee, rather. That's going to do it. You also have I, I, Roman Reigns would. I can't speak for these guys. I'm just thinking how they would they would do it. I'm sure Roman Reigns would work with them, even though he probably wouldn't want to. But you know, you got to do something. Sometimes you got to do a lot of things you don't want to do. And I think CM CM Punk would. A whole different level to WWE, like another as popular as they are right now with their ticket sales. They're, they're breaking records week in and week out, as Fightful Select reports almost every week. They're breaking one kind of record. Obviously, it'd be great for numbers for WWE and UFC or Endeavor, rather. It's really it, interesting. I'm looking in the chat right now, like. Somebody, shout out to Michael Rubin. Michael made the point and then made the other point. Seth Rollins doesn't like CM Punk. Seth would work with him though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, look, Seth don't like uh, Riddle. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? These are people who diverge on how they feel about the world. And they went in there and did business. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is, man. Like, look, um, I hate that we treat wrestling like anything other than a job. Yeah, I understand it's a job where people go to work half naked and a lot of their success is based on how loud people who see them half naked cheer or boo them. I totally understand that. However, it is still a job where you don't have autonomy to just not work with people unless you're in the very highest position. And even then, somebody like Seth Rollins. And listen, I've never met Seth Rollins. I don't want to psychoanalyze Seth Rollins. But it seems like Seth Rollins wants to be the guy who is a workhorse, who shows how hard you can work and how you can sacrifice for success. It seems that way, right? So Seth Rollins being like, hey, I will swallow my pride and work with this guy. Exactly. That's what he's going to do because that's supposed to set an example for everybody below Seth Rollins. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. So... Yeah, there's just there's so much to it. Um, going back to, I mean, we didn't get to talk because of like all out was last week, so we didn't we didn't get to talk about all out. What? But Kenny Omega, 
obviously Kenny Omega is fine. Like him taking that loss is not going to hurt him in the long run. They're fantastic to match too. Shout out to Tekashita. Yeah, yeah Tekashita. Yeah. yeah. So my question there is Kenny Omega. I think he's going to go on another title run before he retires for AEW. I really, or before he's done with AEW. I don't know how long he has because who knows with this man? I mean, he's he, he's talked about he how. He was in an iron lung a year ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. And just, I mean, he was dropped on his head last week, you know, a week and a half ago, you know, or was it last week? Jeez, I can't even remember. It seemed. But, you know, just things like this. You never, and that's the thing. And my point is, you never know in wrestling. You never know when your last match could be. Did you say your point is? Yeah. See? <laughs> got that Got that in there. I want to see him go on another run. But I'm always going to be disappointed that we did not get the CM Punk versus Kenny Omega match. And the fact that. The, you know, Sean always says that anything could turn into a work, right? Mm-hmm. This has about one percent of turning into a work. <laughs> um, that's just the way the way it's gone down. It, I look at it like it's officially done. There's never a zero percent, but I'm looking at it like at a one percent. Yeah, yeah. You... it it. Kenny Omega's output is just still at an insane level that I don't know what favors that would have done CM Punk. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say slow and plotting because that's not fair. But CM Punk at this juncture has a very deliberate style. CM Punk's always had a pretty deliberate style. Um, He would tell you himself. He's not run fast, jump high guy. Right? Yeah. Um, it would have been an interesting feud specifically, but like him and Moxley, I think was interesting. My, my thing with CM Punk was this. I'm a big fan of Westerns. I've always, always have been a big fan of Westerns. I thought that they did last outlaw way better than WWE did with the undertaker. I really liked CM Punk trying to figure it out every month as he got back to being who he was supposed to be. Um, So I don't know if, like, I don't feel cheated out of that match. I feel cheated out of the finality of Ricky Starks and CM Punk. Yeah. I will not elaborate any further on that. Yeah, I know. I I feel cheated on that. That that was honestly where I was going, and then I'm like, you know what? I don't know. It's the younger talent, though. It's the younger talent. I, I... People who are younger than CM Punk in years and experience are more what I feel like I missed out on. Um, Tony Storm told me dream matches aren't real. (laughs) So I try to be careful with that. But I do feel like he could have done way more. Um, And and listen, I don't think CM Punk was trying to sabotage anybody younger than him. Um, Except, you know earlier yeah. did uh but <laughs> you know what i mean like i feel like that's where we really cheated because whoever got over on him would have been important yeah guys send in those super chats and humper chats it really supports our show and uh, it gets us 
to stay on this show. So we greatly appreciate that. Uh, man, going on to, you know, that's the thing, like you just said about what Tony Storm said. I, Tony Storm's doing just fantastic work right now, obviously. She's always been fantastic. I just, that is that. a crazy lady. She's great. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> <laughs> she's so crazy. She's great. But I mean, that's the thing. That's, I mean, that's the thing. They're, they're dream matches. So, I mean, they're, she's, she's right. There's a point. They're not, they're not real, but we want them to be real. And, I think that's what keeps. I think that's what makes things exciting for the wrestling fan to an extent. You know, like we have that hope that we get to see this. I think. I think it's more hope than it is dream. You know, I guess if that makes any sense. Because I have a lot of hope that we get to see the. I have hope that we get to. She see... She doesn't run my life. Dream matches are still real. She's not. No, I'm just saying. But. <laughs> no. Well, but I'm with you. I'm with you. But I'm if she wanted to run mine, I'd sign up for it. Okay, I'm just saying. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding there. But um, I just it's disappointing. Like I mean, I know you're disappointed because of no no Ricky versus CM Punk. I'm I'm disappointed that I never got to see. Um. Well, I, I mean, I'm I'm disappointed for a lot of matches that I I didn't get to see CM Punk have in AEW uh, that I wanted. I I actually thought that we would see him have a feud with. This is gonna sound crazy. I was hoping we'd get him in a feud with Christian again. Oh, that'd be great. I was hoping for that. Great. I thought it would be. Christian is, is that... still at the peak of his powers. Like, yeah. ugh, it, listen, I... Captain Charisma was my. I've had favorite wrestlers. I don't know if I've had a favorite wrestler I've liked more in a moment than Intercontinental Title Era Christian. He, he's amazing. He's incredible. Well, and this, I mean, this is kind of going like into the personal thing, but I was saying to somebody about three weeks ago, I go, if they get Christian K, or if they get, if they get CM Punk out of the world title picture, but they want to put him in the title picture, Christian with this whole father thing, CM Punk does not have a relationship with his father, but I don't know how he is talking about that and how he would react. But I that's where I said Christian and CM Punk could have a feud that would just elevate AEW a little bit more, I think. Because if you get two people, if people hear like what Christian and CM Punk are still, you get that average fan that's, or not even average fan, people that just haven't watched in forever talking like, what do you mean you see CM Punk and Christian are like, you, going at it mm-hmm. it's like you just get that those two going back on the back and forth on the mic i was just i that was just me speculating i'm like that's where they can move the punk away from the world title picture let him go into the tnt title but whatever uh but man so we uh something else that we were going to talk about to move on from wrestling for a few minutes were our top 90s action flicks. Yeah. So, guys, put in chat some of your favorite 1990s action flicks. We want to hear this. Uh, but, Cam, what is, like, one of the f- movies that you just... If you needed to watch 90s action flick, what is the one... What is one of them that you just grabbed? Okay. So, if you, if you know me, if you follow my writing at all, if you watch my tweets, anything, Blade 2 is my favorite movie... 
period, but it's also my favorite action movie, right? Mm -hmm. Um, if if you want to dig a little bit deeper, um, Blade Two is why I have why I'm uncredited but credited in uh, Shea Serrano's latest book, his uh, action movie scouting report, because in Blade Two, Blade does a delayed vertical suplex. And Shay reached out to me and was like, Cam, what is this move called? <laughs> what is the rest of the move that Blade does? And so we talked about that. But Blade 2 is my favorite action movie. Um, it is this thing where the, the, the titular character becomes a bit larger than life, has to deal with a problem literally bigger than him, and goes through rage, goes through terror, goes through love, goes through loss, like all in the scope of 90 or so minutes. Blade 2 is my favorite action movie to ever exist. It's incredible. Um, and it's was, 2002. You know what's funny? If I had to go 90s, though. Like, yeah. Terminator 2 is like a, a cheat code, right? Yeah. I love Last Action Hero. I love that movie so much. Because, <laughs> um, again, like I, we're, we're kids at that time. You feel like Danny going to the mm -hmm. movies and then you're in the movie like with Jack Slater and his daughter. And oh, yes. Yeah. Last action yeah. hero from the 90s. I love it so much. Yeah, and then you got and the kindergarten, kindergarten cop. But anyway. Yeah. Kindergarten cop. Yep. Yeah. She's man. Like, yeah. Last action hero is good back in the day. I mean, you when you watch it, you hate. I mean. That, that movie had my guy Jean Claude Van Damme, you know, like he had a cameo in it. You know, there's just that was like one of my favorite movies, and my favorite action movie in the '90s was Hard Target with Jean Claude Van Damme. I was a Jean Claude Van Damme. I still like Jean Claude Van Damme, but the, that that was my guy. Hard Target was my movie. Um, I snuck in, <laughs> I snuck into the theater to see it. First rated R movie I ever snuck in to see um, by myself. Uh, but there, there's so other ones like Demolition Man. I see in here, love that one. Uh, Demolition Man's great. Um, I remember one need Taco Bell for like every day, like after seeing that movie. The uh, Die Hard is another one. Now, here's a question: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Fuck yeah, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Hell yeah, it is. Like Friday After Next, Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, no, Die Hard's absolutely a Christmas movie. It's a Chris. Listen. If you work in corporate America at all, you understand the significance of the corporate Christmas party. Yes. Um, Die Hard's yes. absolutely a Christmas movie. The problem is too many of y'all have these vanilla Christmases where everything goes great. I've had <laughs> bad Christmases, baby. They don't all end in mistletoe and reindeers and gingerbread cookies, okay? Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. It's not even close, for sure. Not a, yeah, it it is. It's a great one. It's a, it's a, and it's a Christmas movie for sure. Because the way I look at it, I tell people if if the movie's talking about Christmas and there's Christmas trees and it takes place in December, it's Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's just the way it is. It's not even uh, a question. Yeah. Batman Arkham Knight is a Halloween game. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it happened on Halloween. Like, yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah. And Who that's gave you a red cup, Rob. That's really the question. Uh, uh <laughs> we private party. It better or be not private rated, party. Though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Be professional. Yeah. Well, yeah, here we go. Um, <laughs> and I said private party, but I meant street profits, but um, <laughs> that's that's racist. Keep going. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shit. Um No, so you know another movie that I really enjoyed, and I can't stand the guy. Under Siege. I don't have the vitriol for Steven Seagal that a lot of people do. Except, have you seen Exit Wounds with him and DMX? Oh hell yes! That's when I realized he was a lazy piece of shit. (laughs) Yo, you dodged the bullet. (laughs) He dodged the bullet and he just moved the gun. I was like, yo, he sucks. Um. I think that what we're going to miss out on, like not us, but what our children are going to miss out on is martial artists, actors hating each other (laughs) because like we don't, we don't have a bunch of them anymore. Like we don't have American or even like American crossover action stars the way we used to. So like, you know, they said everybody hated each other and they used to whoop each other on set and all that. We'll never get that again. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, you go you you're right. The crosses over action now like you Liam Neeson's like one of the only ones that you see like just do pretty much straight action movies, but now he just did a he just did a drama not too long ago that just absolutely bombed, but um I mean that but you're right. It just we don't see that anymore. And then the ones you do are straight to digital or DVD, but straight to digital now, you know? So it's, it's crazy. Like Nicholas Cage, like he does those straight to voodoo, like non-theater movies for the most part. I mean, he did Renfield, which was good, but. And shout out to Amir in the chat. Um, fun story. If I marry this woman, Machete will be my cousin. Um, so <laughs> look out for that. That'll be a fun stream. <laughs> we we uh, we did a stream one time and we called him on FaceTime and he, you know he talks like this and he was like, "Hey, cousin, what's going on?" It was great. It was great. Um, but yeah, Steven Seagal for all his faults was amazing as Mexican cartel overlord in Machete. Excellent series of movies for sure. I I have a cousin that was in a movie with uh, Machete. He was uh, or she was. Um... And from dust to dawn, she was uh, one of the dancers that got to keep her clothes on. Thank God. I didn't uh, want you to. I was going to let you keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, like, no, I was, no, she kept her clothes on. Thank God. Oh. Um, I would, otherwise, I would never watch that movie again. That can be difficult. I understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. But yeah. Uh, and that's a that's a movie, too, that I absolutely love. But that's a more of a scary movie, I guess. Horror movie. I don't consider that scary, but. Anyways, um, I mean, I see a lot of people bringing up different like films, and that's kind of what I wanted to see what people thought because what? so I, I watched... saw Demolition Man a bunch in the chat. Amazing film, yeah. amazing film. Um, that's probably like where my Sandra Bullock crush started. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like, Rob, I wasn't a Rocky kid. You know what I mean? Like Rocky was enough before my time to where I wasn't super invested like in Rocky until I was an adult. Um, but I did like Sly Stallone a lot. Um, 
So Demolition Man was kind of my peak for him, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I love that movie. And I'm a huge Wesley. Like, again, Blade Two, my favorite movie. Um, it's in my byline. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I Demolition Man was great. What they did with Taco Bell, whatever they were doing with the shells is crazy. Yeah, I'm just going to say um, the shell thing. Nope. Yeah. I don't think so, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> a little strange. But, like, yeah. I listen, um, my favorite movie that was better the second time around is Judge Dredd. Because I think Dredd with Carl Urban is an inc- it's one of the best action movies ever made. I think that it did this unique thing where following an action movie for one day, just one day, can be an incredible piece of cinema. Um, I like the first Judge Dredd. I've I don't watch Rob Schneider movies anymore. No, no, I don't <laughs> either. Hurt? Remember yeah. when you like the guy? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I look like one of my favorite like sports movies is Necessary Roughness. Love know? it. Shout and... out to the fake Texas State. So, yeah. guys, the reason they could do Texas State back then is because Texas State was not a school. The Texas State that exists now that was on ESPN yesterday that is in San Marcos, which is 40 minutes south of me, exists basically in the middle of San Antonio and Austin. It was Southwest Texas State. They literally changed the name of the school so that it had more prestige, so that the students who graduated would have better job opportunities, right? But no, Texas State with Scott Bakula, quarterback, Sinbad on the D-line, I love Necessary Roughness. An incredible movie. Jason Bateman. Shout out to Jason Bate. Wow. Yeah. One of Jason Bateman. Yeah. Wide receiver. Incredible and movie. Kathy Ireland. Yeah. She yep. was a kicker, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, you get that uh, one line at the end of the movie, like, they won't touch you or whatever. Like, you, the offensive lineman says yeah. he won't he won't to you or he won't touch you. What if he you. got stacked on that play? <laughs> Like football players lie all the time. That would have been yeah. great. Um, yeah, I, that movie. yeah, I love Yo, it too. Getting into a bar fight that you can't win is hilarious. Um, as somebody who's been in one or two bar fights, maybe just one or two, <laughs> I, I properly analyzed the scene before I was in them. <laughs> Had to absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm the one that uh, tries to. I, I haven't. Luckily, I haven't. Never mind. I have been in one, but it, yeah, never mind. I'm not going there. We'll talk um, about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, Varsity Blues, I see in here. That was a good 90s flick. Not an action one, but still a great movie. So. Uh, Varsity Blues, they filmed it. Uh, the strip club that they filmed it in is 20 minutes south of me. Like yeah. When they, yeah. yeah. Shout out have to you... the, um, damn, what is it called? Uh, oh, it's the, the landing strip. <laughs> 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 because of course it's the landing strip. Absolutely. Well, scouting location, huh? I, I listen. I have a specific perspective on strip clubs. It's the same way that Juicy J feels about them. If you know, you know. <laughs> oh, there's a good one. Broken Arrow that with John Travolta and Christian Slater. That was a that was a fun one. John Travolta was a great villain. Um, in so many movies, he really was. Um, you know, that's kind of at the peak of pre 9 11 military worship. 
You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so military people going rogue uh, was, was in vogue at the time. Um, yeah, it's a great, like he beat the shit out of Christian Slater in that boxing match at the beginning of the movie. My God, <laughs> yeah. he whooped his ass. It's a great movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, just so we move on to our and the next... answer is yes, Frantic World, because um, they filmed that in Austin. So, yes. Nice. Um, it, oh, okay. So, so the one about Friday Night Lights? Is the that... TV show. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so, like, in a little bit, we're going to play an interview that uh, Cameron had with uh, Vinny. Um, My Vinny man, Vinny Pacifico. Pacifico. Yeah, yep. man. So, we're going to play that here in a few minutes. That guy is pretty cool. He's he's really awesome. I've I've been able to interview him too. I like that kid, man. He's 24. Like his whole life's ahead of him. And to watch him work so hard is beautiful. It really is, man. I, I like um and it'll come out a little bit, but Rob can attest to this too. So one thing you guys may not know is that a lot of these independent wrestlers or even wrestlers who were signed. A lot of them bounce ideas or ask for critiques from the Cam Hawkinses and the Rob Wilkinses and the Sean Ross Saps and insert your name. Like a lot of them do ask us for our opinion on what they do because they feel like our opinions matter and our tastes matter. And so, um, you know, I talk to Vinny a lot about the things he's doing and what he wants to do. Um, but I, I love that kid's work ethic. He goes out and gets it for himself. He's not waiting for a handout. Um, he doesn't just expect the things to work out for him. So shout out to Vinny, man. I like that kid for sure. Yeah, he's awesome. He's uh, I, I told him, I found out a couple of weeks ago that, or maybe it was a month ago or so, he wrestled here in Minnesota and I didn't know he was going to be here. Otherwise, I would have gone out of my way to go see him. But um, yeah, I the guy's awesome. I love what he's been able to do. He's built his name just by social media just getting it yeah. out there and getting it out there and out there so really really happy for the guy that he's doing so well and he's i mean he's got a new japan date like scheduled so or he's going to japan i believe is what he said so stuff like that so um that's just badass so good for him it's a good um, kid that's a good kid yeah so uh, one of the other topics, and we kind of talked about it earlier, but this WWE and uh, UFC mergers about to be completed. Do you see this changing much WWE-wise? I try to be an optimist. Um, people lose their jobs in situations like this. And that sucks. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. They tend to trim the fat, so to speak, and good people who are good at what they do lose their jobs. And and I don't like that aspect of it. Um, Outside of that, and, and again, that is the most important thing. So I'm not making light of it. I do like things streamlined. You know what I mean? Like I do like kind of a, a governing body to, to kind of oversee how things are done. Now, what I love about WWE right now is that they're making money hand over fist. So less people will lose their jobs yeah. than in a different situation, right? 
um, they're they're running a show. They have Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Bianca Belair, Cody Rhodes, Rhea Ripley, Judgment Day. Insert whoever the Usos. Insert whoever else you want to in that upper echelon. Whoever you want to put there, put them there. Yeah, they're very very strong at the top. The crop that they have coming up. The Carmelo Hayes, the Braun Breakers, the Tiffany Strattons, um, they really have a class that is going to come up that's made of stars. You know, Trick Williams is figuring it out. They have a 6-4 former South Carolina receiver with brand new muscles who talks different than anybody in the game. Like, WWE got Booker T, but they got Booker T after WCW, and I think that stalled Booker T out. They have a way younger, way fresher Booker T-styled wrestler, and I think that that can take them places. So at the top and at the bottom, bottom being who's up and coming, I think that WWE can push a portfolio to the company to say, look, we got what we need. I understand you're going to go in and do what you need to do, but we got what we need. We can run with this. I think they're in a good spot, man. I think that because they've been breaking so many records, because they've been selling out so many arenas, it's going to be way less pain than it would have been. Again, good people are probably going to suffer, and I hate that. But I think it's in a better position than it would be if they weren't doing so well. Yeah, for sure. And that's the biggest thing like that that I think almost everybody wants is we want this merger. We don't want any we don't want anybody to lose their jobs. We never want that. And that's that that's what we're hoping doesn't happen. It sounds like it's more than likely. I mean it's and granted, a lot of people that are like saying this don't fully know, and the ones that are that think they know, they don't yet. You know, they, they it just they don't. It could just be on the office side. It could affect some people on the roster. I hope it doesn't. WWE has been doing really well about not releasing people. They've been letting their contracts run out, similar to the AEW route. So I'm hoping, if anything, they go that route. But I still don't want people to lose their jobs. And, you know, um, the, that's the biggest thing. I, I'm. It's going to be weird because for once in our lives, in everybody's lives, it's going to be the first time the WWE, WWF, WWWF is not owned by a man. It's yeah. owned by somebody, I mean... Somebody else is in charge of it. Like it goes all, I mean, all the way almost to the top, but there's one person in charge of, above Vince. So it'll be weird. But um, we're going to play this uh, interview from uh, Seahawk that he had with Vinny. And then we're probably going to head out. Uh, Cam, you want to promote anything you got going on? Um, Really? This is kind of it right now, man. I, I did the thing with Vinny. Um, doing some work uh as far as writing goes got a couple of things in the pipe i had a really interesting conversation with wwe uh media last night 
um, about a potential interview, and it would take <laughs> it's going to take very special talents to 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 get it done. Look at my shirt. Think about what was on television yesterday. Think about who would have affiliation with both what I watched yesterday and what you watch in WWE. Um, again, it would take a very special situation to make that happen. Uh, but we're trying to do that. Um, really, uh, kind of waiting on the next thing, man. Kind of waiting on the next thing. Um, hmm. I think that it there's a, a topic we talked about earlier that I really think would be a great story. And so I'm going to to reach out about that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Nothing to promote immediately right now, man. Um, right. Keep watching this show. Yeah. That's what I got. And Rob, when we get done um, with with the interview, we got to do our week one picks, man. Okay. We, we got to do, do our week one picks. All sure. right. We can do that. Mm. Let's. We do have a super chat, though. So, Shout out to Amir. Yeah. Amir says, could we see Brock, Ronda, Lashley, Riddle, or any other former MMA fighter work UFC? Could we see Connor or John Jones work WWE? Um, on the WWE side, I I don't know necessarily like if that's something that they would. I don't know. Like that's. I don't. I don't know. Like on the other side of that, Connor and John Jones, I could absolutely see. Um, but I wonder you look at AEW and like Mosfidal, right? Yeah. AEW, the MMA guys were not successful. No. They weren't. And I think that also AEW is an audience that doesn't give a damn about MMA. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think that didn't really work out. Now, Bobby Lashley is 47 years old. Bobby Lashley is strong and fast and 99% of the people in the world cannot whoop Bobby Lashley's ass. The 1% that can are in the UFC. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I yeah. don't know if that's still feasible for him. I think Riddle might be long in the tooth. You know? Um, I, I don't know if he can still adjust and train hard enough to get back and really be competitive. Now, Ronda... I think Ronda can absolutely have a UFC match if for no other reason than she'll make a bunch of money and they'll make a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if Brock has that interest anymore. Yeah. Like when he signed, when ESPN announced his WWE deal, I was like, oh, he doesn't want to do that anymore. Like, guys, getting beat up isn't fun. Even if you win a fight, getting beat up is not fun. That shit hurts. <laughs> it's yeah. really painful. But on the flip side, I do think WWE is a big enough brand where a Conor McGregor can have a WWE match and it matter. John Jones, I don't think so. Um, and, and the biggest reason is John Jones is still a viable fighter in UFC. I don't think a viable fighter in UFC would do a WWE match. Yeah. Yep. What so. the hell happened to Izzy last night? No, no idea. It's like he gave up, or like I wouldn't say give give up, but it's like he just was like he was. It's like a mental wise. It looked like he was just mentally done, is what I would say. It just looked like he was over. Like he he just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. He looked like that was the last place he wanted to be. 
Izzy is a friend of a friend. And so I'm careful about the words that I use, but I do not understand his recent trajectory, man. I think, I think he flew too close to the sun doing the catch weight fight. And I think that it's been bumpy ever since then. Yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, that's just the way I looked at it, you know? So I I just, I just didn't feel like I just, that's me. Like I'm the last guy that should be like, speculating on ufc but it just looked like he didn't want to be there that's yeah. just that's the way i i took it but i'm with you uh, i'm with you but we're gonna play this interview and then we'll be back with our week one picks for sure let's do this man my man Vinny pacifico was good baby how you doing we're doing good we're pushing forward we're working hard been very busy lately but as I say, busy is good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm well. I'm well. So, so let's talk about being busy. Um, since I've been like more in the wrestling media space, um, something that people like might know or don't know is that a lot of independent wrestlers, specifically, while they have trainers and coaches, and they have you know their peers who have signed different places, a lot of them come to people like me for ideas and advice and to bounce promos and stuff like that. Cause you know, everybody's trying to find that next level mm-hmm. Like with you. You seem to have kind of found your own way. And, and it's really interesting. Um, you know, Wasn't everybody easy. sells t-shirts, everybody's got stickers and everybody can mm-hmm. do cameo, but like you've kind of found a different lane. So like, how how does how does Vinny go from doing the same things as most independent wrestlers to like having brand deals? Like how does that come about? See, I could not even tell you. So at first, yes, you're right. I was doing the same thing most people would do, be doing, you know, hustling, doing the same independent grind. Um, eventually I found what works for me. I drink energy drinks, I talk very fast. I'm trying. Talks slow right now, but I talk very fast. And I, because I'm caffeinated a lot, I drink energy drinks, something I've been doing for years. Not the healthiest thing, but I do it. Um, so I figured, how do I make myself uh, marketable? Where's the hook in me? Cheeseburger, my mentor, trainer, all that. My guy, one of, one of the best guys in the business, for sure. Truly, truly. One of my groomsmen. My wedding, actually. He uh, said to me, Vinny, you're really good in the ring, but you need a hook. You need, and I said, okay, great. And I, it, took, it took me a while to figure out what that, what that is because, you know, there's only so many people who are great wrestlers, many great wrestlers, so many great wrestlers, but what's going to make you different and stand out from just being one of a great wrestler? So I said, I, so I sat and thought for a while. Pro, promo game, I brought that up as fast as I could. Meeting EC3. He is somebody who was also a mentor of mine. He helped me with my promo game times 10. As you can see, look at his promos. So over time, we brainstormed ideas for a character. Just something like that's marketable or a name, Power Punch. You know, it's simple, it's effective, and it also sounds-ish like an energy drink would be, right? Um, so I went with that. I introduced energy drinks in my entrance. Just doing them in my entrance. Bring an energy drink, do whatever, wrestle. So I, I, I found a way to include it in my promos, which I, I'm sure you've seen. I do them with skits backstage to 
character development. Get mm-hmm. myself over, people over, the drink over, and just create free content that just does good business for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so that stuck out. They, they started going more and more views each time, more and more, and then people would ask me to do them. You know, Gangrel loved doing them. He was probably the favorite one to do them with. Um, so then I, I had a show in uh, Oregon earlier this year. I used the drink as Popeye in the match. Like, I used the drink. So, crawled to the corner, drank it, hooked up, hit the whole comeback. And the comeback was one of my favorite ones I've ever hit in my career. And everything worked perfectly. Posted the clip. It went semi-viral. And I got hit up by Bang Energy with a contract five days later. Told the story before, but I'll tell you, because much of you heard it, it's funny. I was getting gas on the phone with Cheeseburger. And I get an email from Bang with the contract. And I'm like, this is fake. And I just scroll off. Yeah. And then Cheese is like, are you sure it's fake? And I'm like, yeah, there's no way. You talk a little more, get my gas, go to the store, hang up. I look at the email again, and it's a phone number, a signature, and everything at the bottom. So I'm like, this has got it. Maybe this is real. Signed it. And that, I think, is what put me on the map yeah. with Bang. Because first company to really endorse me was, yeah, like Bang. A major company at that. I've had other, other small things, but Bang was huge. Over time... Uh, they were really happy with what I was doing, but it just, I, I, they, they were going through a lot with the lawsuit and all this stuff. So it was, they weren't able to give me the full eyes that they wanted to put on me and stuff like that. So then I contract, contract ends and I'm sitting here. I'm like, damn, um, I have this great character, but being sponsored and losing that and not having that, having it and being like, damn, I don't have it anymore. I need to be valuable. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying that makes me valuable, but I'm saying having it and losing it is just not ideal. It wasn't ideal at the time because yeah. the way things were going was like this, this, this all, constantly. So now I'm like, okay. It's hard to make plans. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, and so all of a sudden, like, it's not even like one step forward, two steps back, but it's like, no, I made five, six, seven steps. And like, dang, now I'm back three. Like, okay, yep. how do I maintain what I'm doing when all of a sudden I don't have the same level of support and notoriety? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I got hit up for the Kurt Angle podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is great. So that's a plus forward. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, what are some things I could hit that would would also be bring me forward? Mm-hmm. Um, I got booked against Alex Shelley. That's from me forward. Um, and then I get hit up for New Japan. But then in this process, in, it's it's this whole, I'm telling you, I watched this, envisioned it, and it just happened within a week. All these things happened. And then I hit up the CEO of G Fuel. We, we talked prior. Great guy. Wonderful man. We talked prior. I reached out to him. Hey, my contact is wired. Would you like to, would you like to work together? I, I, I know that you usually don't use athletes. This is a different type of drink. G fuels are um, mostly anime, gaming, you know, mm-hmm. influencers type of energy drink. Sonic, Spider Man, you know. <laughs> so I said, and he said, you know what? And then one of the guys, Rob, called me. He says, Vinny, you know, we don't really do that. We don't do athletes, but we're gonna give you an opportunity. We're gonna see what you can do with this. We're gonna we're gonna give you the shot, and we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna give you full faith and just see what you can do with it because you did go a bang. So thank you. It's all I need. So in the whole week, all this happened, and I'm sitting here and I'm like. I'm sitting on my couch and I'm like, there's no way this whole thing's happened. And it did. So G Fuel is really invested in my career. 
they're putting, they're sharing my stuff with their millions of followers. They're collabing on social media. They're giving me opportunities to do things that I'll get, get into soon. Um, and it's just really, really special. And I think G Fuel is a brand that I'm going to be doing a lot with. And they're going to be also getting involved in wrestling somehow. They're going to be like helping me out in terms of like, for example, how, how, really, how do I get to, they're going to put like, for example, they're going to put, they going to put their name on your ass? Something like that. You're going to be, I make myself laugh. Sometimes. We're working on something mm -hmm. that will influence in wrestling somehow. For sure. But, but that didn't happen yet. That was not, it's being discussed heavily. We have something possible in the works that's going to be really, really crazy. And I, I think, I'm not sure, but it'll be very different for somebody on the Indies to have this type of thing. So let me ask you um, about that uh, really quick. Two. So um, I remember, yeah. And so that's a little taste of it, man. I want to, um, I'm going to put that out properly later this week. Again, I love that kid, man. He, um, yeah, he's awesome. He works really, really hard. Um, I want to see him be successful. And so, um, yeah, you know, like part of our jobs, as much as we do the news and reporting, we want this thing to keep going. Like, listen, Cameron Hawkins, not a journalist, not a journalist, even though kind of a journalist by trade, I guess. I, I went to the college classes, but my biggest thing is like, I'm more effective as a personality and that has helped me help more people. And so that's what we got going. So yeah, shout out to Vinny, man. I love that kid. He's on a plane right now. Um, I was going to have him like on the show, but um, he's making moves like he does. Shout out to Vinny, man. I, I That's a hardworking young man. Um, works harder behind the scenes than most people. So shout out to Vinny. Yeah. Very good, dude. I I like him a lot. Good guy. All right. So before we go out, we're going to do our week one picks. So let's do this. Uh, we Obviously, we saw Detroit and Kansas City last week. Detroit, or this past Thursday, Detroit got the win there. That surprised a lot of people. They can't uh, catch. How dare you? Like, they can't catch, Rob. Yeah. Like, I understand Patrick Mahomes' superpower is improvisation. But there were balls they should have caught. Oh, yeah. And they sure. would have won if they just caught the ball. Not run after catch, not make a spectacular move, catch the, the ball. football. Yep. All right. Carolina, Atlanta. I like Atlanta. Um, Bijan Robinson, again, gave us his all right here, right here yeah. in the heart of Texas. Um, yeah. Listen, Bijan Robinson is the first man who. <laughs> I've, I've, I've dated a mile lady for like a year. That's the first man who she's seen and been like, oh, <laughs> she stopped and was like, listen, I brought her around. She was in a press conference with Roman Reigns, baby. She didn't care. <laughs> Bijan Robinson stopped her. Listen, <laughs> he's a stud to her. He's a stud to me in a different way. Uh, I think that Atlanta gets it done. Skill positions uh, just overtake the Panthers Atlanta for the win all right I got Atlanta winning as well Cincinnati at Cleveland oh Joe Burrow just got their money baby yep. it's a he, wrap he's I, get... I do not I actually do not have like actually no I can't say that um my friend's his agent so I'm not going to say anything about the Cleveland quarterback okay I just think Cincinnati's better yeah Cincinnati's going to get the victory here 
Tony Khan's Jacksonville Jaguars in Indianapolis. Tony Khan's Jaguars going to get the victory today. Hey, sorry, Eddie James. Um, Jacksonville might have turned the corner, man. Yeah. Hey, they got Ridley down there now. I think Jacksonville turned the corner. I think that they get the win. I mean, the, you don't have yeah. your running back. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to watch Anthony Richardson and what he brings to the table. Though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Then that's the thing. Like I, I, Anthony Richardson, I'm excited to see what he does. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor not being there definitely hurts. Yeah. Uh, what is he, he's out until week five. Uh, he's on the PUP, right? Uh, is no, I think he's like doing contract stuff, isn't that? Why I think he's... it's. Co- I do think it's contract. But they do put him. Somebody correct us if we're wrong, Eddie. You'll know better than than us. But I think he's out until week five, like yeah, based but... on how they designated him. Yeah, they might have designated him that way. Now that you say that, I think you might be right. Uh, Tampa at Minnesota. My Vikings are going to get this victory. I think. Okay. You you believe in Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I you like that? Yeah, I do. I'm... I do. <laughs> I'm interested to see what Baker Mayfield does with all that talent. Um, but I agree. I think Minnesota wins. I, I do not think as much as I like their secondary, I don't know who can really hang with Justin Jefferson. So, yeah. Yep. So he's right. We got he's out so out five. Week five. Yeah. So uh, Tennessee at New Orleans. This is a tough one. Tennessee. Um, I'm really interested to see um, Derek Henry's yards per carry after all that wear and tear. I still say Tennessee, though. I think New Orleans is going to get the victory. Um, I'm very Who is curious. their quarterback? Uh, is Derek David, Carr, David, right? Yeah, Derek Carr. I was going to say David Carr. I'm like, Derek, Derek, okay. Derek. he's not there. It's not yeah. It's not David Carr. He's gone. Um, he's long gone. Uh, this is going to be a good game, I think. San Francisco at Pittsburgh. But San Francisco, I like San Francisco, man. Yeah. Um, I think Pittsburgh – They'll be better. I think they're still figuring it out. Um, I'm anxious to watch. Like, I want to see George Pickens' highlights because he's incredible. Um, I think San Francisco continues on that role. Like, a great defense in the regular season is unmatched. If they can play up to that level, I think they'll still win. Yeah. Um, Arizona at Washington, I know you're – I, I don't even need to ask you. I know this one. Uh, but – He's going with the Washington Redskins, or excuse me, Washington Generals, right? Or no, what are they called now? Washington Football Don't Team. Fuck Washington. You, Rob, how about that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I, know I, think, I do think Washington wins, if for no other reason than backup quarterback starting, um, crazy efficient D line, a, a vastly improved secondary, and Terry McLaurin being the, the fixer. Um, I do not see Washington struggling. I think that they win by two scores. Okay. That was just me having fun. The commanders. I, I, know. I, I hope you had fun, motherfucker. I, I'm going to do that every day. <laughs> uh, commanders are going to get this victory, as much as I don't like to say that. Uh, oh, man. Houston. Hey, real quick, I'm sorry. Hey, Eddie James, my opinion on Will Levis, if he was black, he wouldn't have been drafted. That's my opinion. I don't have an opinion on him because I don't know much about him. The Kentucky quarterback. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I remember, like, I just, I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm with you. Yeah, I just, we'll see. Um, Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore? Baltimore is going to run away with this. This is going to be disgusting. That's my local, uh, my local CBS game. 
oh, it's going to be nasty. Oh, God. Um, hmm. <laughs> I feel bad. Like, listen, DeMarco Murray didn't die for this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, ooh, ooh, it's going to be bad. Yeah. They got Zay Flowers. They got OBJ. They got Mark Andrews and a thousand running backs and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. This o- is going to be disgusting. OBJ is out, though, I believe. I I think he's injured. Oh, is he, oh is he out with him? I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think something's yeah. out. Something hurt. Something's think, gone. Like, Zay Flowers showed so much flash. Skill players are so interesting in that you got a guy who's been in the league for five years who is okay, and a rookie can just come in and just flash and have different talent. Zay Flowers looks like a one, like way more than Hollywood ever did. Um, yeah, I think Baltimore, Baltimore's going to be good this year. They got five or six teams in the AFC. And listen, if you don't think that teams are licking their chops after the Chiefs losing in week one, oh, God, you are going to see an explosion today. Pause. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at – so OBJ was added to the injury, but I don't know if he's been ruled out yet. So mm. I, somebody can probably tell me. I haven't been able to look. Um, anyways, uh, Green Bay at Chicago. I think Green Bay gets this win. I think Jordan Love is uh, – Okay, Beckham is playing, so Andrews is okay. out. Shout out so, to Greg. Um, I'm, hey, I'm from Upper Marlboro, baby, but I'm too old to be a Baltimore fan, but I still show love, for sure. So, um, okay, Beckham. I know Beckham was on the injury list, but Greg came out and told us good. Um, yeah, he, uh, Chicago and Green Bay. Green Bay at Chicago, rather. Uh, Green Bay, I think Jordan loves – I'm curious to see. Chicago, I mean, they, they sucked last year, and – I think they're not going to be much better this year. That's just my opinion. I know, but I like um, who I like who Green Bay has on defense. I'm a big fan of Quay Walker. Um, I th- I do think Green Bay does enough. Now, Justin Fields finally has a number one receiver, um, so I'm interested to see their connection. But yeah, I feel like Green Bay just has a mental advantage over them. So I got Green Bay too, for sure. All right. Las Vegas, uh, yeah, like I said, I have Green Bay. Las Vegas at Denver. Um, Russell Wilson, you got to get it done. (laughs) I think that they do turn around. I like Sean Payton, even though, you know, he tries to literally hurt people for money. Um, I like Sean Payton, though. Um, I got Denver winning. I think they're going to write the ship. That defense is spectacular. Russell Wilson, I feel like. You don't lose creativity, you lose strength and speed. But I think he's so creative, he's still going to get it done. I, I like Denver in that game. Yeah, um, yeah. This one, like Jimmy Garoppolo, just doesn't do it for me. Like it, I just don't. But he's so handsome, Rob. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> this doesn't do anything for me. Uh, you know, the thing is, is, no matter what happens, you know, Russell Wilson still wins. He gets to go home to Ciara, though. So, but the, the Broncos win. Yeah. So, uh, Philadelphia at New England. I don't like this because I don't like Philadelphia. But um, why don't you like Philadelphia, Rob? Because Philadelphia sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, they are going to run the Patriots out the gym. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I love I love watching Jalen Hurts play. I love watching that offense play. Um, he is them figuring out an offense for him, but it's not like, like college Tebow 
was really like, we can maximize what you do and put the most skilled players around you. But no, Jalen Hurts is a talent. Like, he really is a talent. Yeah, absolutely. I love watching him play. Um, That's going to be fun. They are running the Patriots out the gym. Yeah, I I will never – Jalen Hurts is a hell of a player. I, I like watching him play. They're, the Eagles are going to win. Um, he beat his ass last year. That's all I know. Washington yeah. whooped that ass on Monday night. So I was there doing whatever, whatever they did. So, yeah. <laughs> Miami at uh, the Chargers, LA Chargers. I really like Justin Herbert. I really like Justin Herbert. Um, Tua is very good. I wonder if another guy was in there, if they'd be better. Um, I, I like the Chargers in this game, but it's a toss-up. It really is. Yeah, it, it really is a toss-up, this one, um, I think, because Miami is, is one of those teams that just – you never know if they're going to – well, they always – they never figure it out. I mean, we know that, but yeah. they surprise you. The word you're looking yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me to spell it because I won't. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Miami, but I, like I said, I, I don't. This game's like a toss-up for me. It really I, is. I want to see Miami be a good team. Um, I love all that speed that they have. I love, like, I was a big Chip Kelly Oregon fan. Um, so I love seeing speed do crazy things. I just don't know if. It's enough to be what I think is a better quarterback on the other side. The uh, LA Rams at Seattle. I'm having Seattle win this. Uh, yeah, Seattle seemed to figure it out. Geno Smith is finally in position. DK Metcalf's a monster. The Rams do not have Jalen Ramsey. Um, yeah, I like Seattle. Yep. Dallas at New York for the twelfth year in a row on opening Sunday Night Football. It feels like. Um, I know you're excited for this. Uh, two of your teams. That you I don't hate. even dislike New York. I fucking hate the Cowboys. I know you do. Um, <laughs> you know, I got the Cowboys. Tony Pollard. I think he's very, very good. I also think he benefited from being the other guy. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. I know Ceedee Lamb was All Pro last year. It's going to be interesting to see if he can capitalize. I have no faith in Daniel Jones. (laughs) Like, I think that Daniel Jones manipulated stats last year. It's not no fault on him. Do do your thing. You're paid, Um, yeah. I do think that the Cowboys are very, very loaded offensively. If they're healthy on defense, they're good. I I like the Cowboys, too. Yeah. All right. So then the Monday Night Football game, everybody and their mother is picking the Jets. I I just have Buffalo winning. That's just me. My favorite quarterback to ever play the game thinks that the COVID-19 vaccine is fake. And everybody he's related to thinks he's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I didn't know Josh Allen. I didn't know Josh Allen felt that. Oh, wow, Josh. No, I, I, I've <laughs> always said it. Um, I There's nobody who's ever been more must-watch playing the quarterback position than Aaron Rodgers. All due respect to Michael Vick. Aaron Rodgers is a masterclass of playing quarterback um, because Tom Brady's great, but Aaron Rodgers is an athlete. And so it was so fun to watch him. Um, 
they're so stacked up, man. They got guys at quarterback, wide receiver, running back, D-line, and secondary. Linebackers are fine, but, like, they're so stacked up everywhere. Um, I got to go Jets, man. I love Josh Allen. I got to go Jets, man. I, I think the Jets get it done. If for no other reason than if they don't get it done, this was all for naught, and I'm not one to rain on everybody's parade. So I gotta say Jets. All right. So yeah, I I mean I get it. I understand why, but this is a good one. He's Olivia Munn, Danica Patrick. Um, Listen, guys, fumbling bad bitches is very easy. Okay, it's very easy. I've done it 28 times. It's very easy. Okay, like I understand. (laughs) <laughs> the vitriol, but it's very easy to fumble a woman um, who, who is a very high value. Um, not high value like YouTube, high value of you can see things going great with her. It, it happens, guys. Okay. Um, he's just kind of an idiot outside of the football. So, all right. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, man. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Seahawks, C-E-E-H-A-W-K. You can find my writing on theringer.com. Most recently, talk to my man MJF about his desire, his hopes, his dreams, and his belief that he will be the greatest AEW champion of all time. You can also find my fighting or my words on fightful.com. Um, yeah, and then we got things coming in the pipe. Just keep your eyes peeled. All right, guys, you can follow me at Rob Wilkins on Twitter or X, whatever the hell you want to call it. You can also find me on threads and Instagram at Fightful Rob. Uh, and then every Friday at 3 o'clock on Fightful Overbook for coexisting with Rob and Maggie. We have a fun show uh, that goes around the same time length as this one, and we just have a good old time. So I want to say thank you for tuning in, and thank you for joining us. You know how it goes. We will see you next week. Peace out. Go Longhorns. Go Knowles. Longhorns, baby. There you go. Peace out, guys. Enjoy week one of the NFL. We'll see you next week. Peace.